This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, April the 29th, as it seems like every day we got a new plan to return from baseball to talk about that's what we'll dive into today the last couple days we went through the Jeff Passan article talking about the 20 questions about baseball and his um, assertion that MLB will be back in 2020 according to people involved in these type of decisions and then last night we get the uh, the Bob Nightingale or yesterday afternoon we get the Bob Nightingale Tweet an article that uh, has a whole new plan. Uh, the title, MLB Discussing Plan to Start Season in Late June, Playing in Home Stadiums with a Realigned League. We'll dive into the article itself. Obviously, this is a, a brand new idea that we have heard here. We've heard so much about quarantining, about you know all teams going to Arizona or picking three places like Arizona, Florida, and Texas and having... Certain teams go to those places. This is a a totally different plan here, and unlike anything we've heard, and and Nightingale presents it with a lot of sureness, so to speak, that um, there's a real chance that this could happen. Let's dive into the article, and we'll take the pieces as it comes and the feasibility and all that type of stuff. Nightingale starts by saying maybe it's a dream scenario, which, you know, for all intents and purposes in the situation we're in, this and forgetting how it affects specific teams. We'll talk about how it affects the Phillies later. Um, but um, this is about as much of a dream scenario considering the situation we're in as, as has been outlined yet. If for nothing else, then it is the one that would require the least um, the least uh, burden to be put on the players and the teams in terms of you know leaving their family for a long time, quarantining in a particular places, and that they get to actually play at home, stay at home in their home stadium. So uh, Nightingale says, maybe it's a dream scenario. Maybe it's premature to get excited. Then again, maybe it just might work. Here's where it gets into it. He says, Major League Baseball officials have become cautiously optimistic this week that the season will start in late June and no later than July 2nd, playing at least 100 regular season games according to three executives with knowledge of the talks. They requested anonymity because the plan is still under consideration. So first and foremost, late June, early July, sign me up. I mean, 
in, in, very in, please give me baseball as soon as possible. And it, you know, this whole time we've been talking, I don't think anyone has really believed that there was any real chance that anything was going to happen before late June or July. So um, I, I'm good with it. Uh, Nightingale goes on. And not only would baseball be played, but it would be played in their own major league ballparks, albeit with no fans. This is the first major distinguishing factor of this new newly proposed whatever you want to call it, plan and that like we've talked about we've really only talked about plans that involve quarantining of some sort whether it's everyone going to Arizona and playing or whether it's you know like we said before the three state thing and you know everyone goes to those three states and and you have 10 teams in each state and so on and so forth um, this is calling for teams to actually play in their own ballparks which um, look, you're not going to have a home field advantage, as it were, without the fans in the stadium. But at the same time, there is a comfort. There is a, and look, I, just in terms of watching baseball, even if there aren't fans there, I, I think we'd all rather watch the Phillies play in Citizens Bank Park than in some spring training facility or whatever. But um, again, we'll get to the feasibility of it all. This is the the breakdown of it. Uh, Nightingale goes on to say MLB is considering a three division, ten team plan in which teams would play only within their division, a concept gaining support among owners and executives. It would abolish the traditional American and National Leagues and realign the divisions based on geography. Interesting theory. Interesting idea. It does seem like we are headed for whatever this season ends up being for it to be some sort of brand new thing without American and National League teams, which, look, I mean... I'm sure the purists out there are not super excited about it, but I, I think we can all agree if you're a fan of baseball, you want baseball any way you can get it. And if that means that, you know, you kind of abolish the the format that we've come to know so well for a season, I'm good with it. It's going to be interesting with DH, this and that. There are a lot of other factors to this that haven't been discussed. Those are things we'll get into. But um, ultimately, I do think that whatever it takes to get baseball played is is good with me and i don't care if uh american national league and we'll get to it this is not necessarily the best setup for the phillies based on who's in their area so to speak we'll get to it though um so it is um and a really interesting thought a really interesting thought uh and we'll get into kind of more of the specifics of it nightingale goes on to say the plan pending approval of medical experts and providing the covid19 testing is available to the public would eliminate the need for players to be in isolation and allow them to still play at their home ballparks while severely reducing travel. The divisions would keep many of the natural rivals together while playing one another before an expanded playoff format. So here is the look at the possible realignment structure, the East, which of course would have the Phillies. As I said, and we'll get into the, the, you know, kind of just uh, how tough it is for the Phillies, but it's 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 tough and also it's it's one of those things where there are more good teams with the Phillies now than there were before, but also some bad teams, but not a great breakdown, I'd say. As the Phillies would be in a division with the New York Yankees and Mets, both quality baseball teams, certainly the Yankees, a, a very high-end baseball team. The Red Sox, who should take a step back this year, but still a, a solid franchise. The Nationals, obviously, World Series champ. The Orioles, that's a win. They're terrible. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, that's a win. They're terrible. The Toronto Blue Jays, that's a win. They're not great, young and up and coming. The Tampa Bay Rays, that's a loss. They're a really good baseball team. And then the Miami Marlins, who, as we know, frisky but bad. So 
I think that, uh, unfortunately, when you look at this, I think that the thing that distinguishes the East to me, and we'll get into the other two quote-unquote divisions, as it were, but the thing that distinguishes the East is it, it does have some real low-end teams with the Pirates and the Orioles and the Marlins, and then the Blue Jays kind of right behind that, but then it's got some real high-end teams as well. The Yankees, the Rays, the Nationals, that's pretty tough. The West uh, looks like the Dodgers, really the team that's making out the best here. It's the Dodgers, the Angels, the Giants, the Athletics, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners. Um, so in that sense, there aren't quite as many low, low-end teams. You'd have the Rockies and the Mariners in terms of the quote-unquote worst teams in baseball. But in terms of the best teams in baseball, you really only have the Astros and the Dodgers. Granted, the A's are, are right on the cusp of that, too. So I think the high-end talent, obviously the Dodgers and the Astros are, are two of the three best teams in baseball, so you do have that. But um, I think top to bottom, maybe not as strong as the East. And then the Central, I think when we look at it, as the least of the best, best high-end teams. But I think probably the most, this is going to be the toughest, most consistent division across the board. you got the Cubs, the White Sox, the Brewers, the Cardinals. The Royals, the Reds, the Indians, the Twins, the Braves, and the Tigers. So really the Tigers and the Royals, the only two bottom dwellers there. That is the the least low-end town. And then of playoff contenders, you got the Brewers, the Cardinals, obviously the Braves, the Twins, the Indians. The Reds are up and coming. The White Sox up and coming. The Cubs are playoff contenders. So that feels like the most even division. Um, I think there are pluses and minuses for each, I think, what I would like about being in the Central is the high-end talent isn't quite as as high. You don't have the, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, so to speak. But you got the Braves. You got the Indians. You got the Twins. You got some good baseball teams there. So um, the way it shakes out is going to be really interesting to see how this kind of if, if, big if, this is the, this is the plan that ends up winning out. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see how all these teams kind of, you know, compete with each other in the sense that, that it is kind of a um, – in, you know, there's some high-end teams in some spots, some low-end teams in some spots, but that central really looks like the most even across the board. Nightingale goes on, and we'll get more into the, the, the divisions themselves, but uh, Nightingale goes on to say, it's too early to expound on the details the, efficient, the officials cautioned with new ideas floated each week, which, you know, that's what we seem to be talking about each week. There seems to be a new idea for us to discuss every week. It's also not known whether teams would have to open the season in Arizona, Florida, and Texas for several weeks before they could return to their home stadiums. That's an interesting caveat as well. Yet they could squeeze in 100 to 110 games and perhaps even have several thousand fans in attendance before or during the playoffs. That's interesting too. So Nightingale allowing for the possibility that at some point during the season we could get back to having fans in the stadiums. Uh, the article goes on, quote unquote, it's all coming together. One of the officials said, I'm very optimistic. So that is great. Look, that's great to hear on a, on a basic level. I want people to be optimistic. We're going to have baseball because that is what we want. We want baseball. Obviously, first and foremost, as we've said a thousand times when we talk about this, it's all about doing it safely and doing it in a way that is healthy and, you know, it's not going to put people at risk and all that. But we want baseball, and we want it desperately. The article goes on. One of the additional benefits to playing in major league cities is it would alleviate a possible split among players who are opposed to playing the entire season in Arizona, Florida, or Texas. Several high-profile players, including the Angels Mike Trout and Dodgers Clayton Kershaw, expressed strong 
resistance to playing the season away from their families. We've talked about that ad nauseum on this show. Um, you know how I feel about it. Uh, again, like ultimately in an ideal world, if they can do this safely and healthily and in a healthy way where players can be around their families, then that's what we want, right? I mean, that's, that's the ideal scenario. Then there wouldn't have to be any issues. Um, I'll get to my belief in the feasibility of that coming up, but I do think that, that is a, a hopeful thought. Uh, the article goes on. MLB and union officials have yet to engage in formal discussions about the financial ramifications of playing without fans. With three owners telling USA Today Sports three weeks ago that they would refuse to play unless the players were willing to take a pay cut. Four other team officials insist they require financial relief from the players. Look, that's nitty-gritty stuff, and that's something they're going to have to work out. But I do think that that's something that Jeff Passan keeps pointing out that is, is very true is at this point right now, especially when you are talking about sports coming back, something that is huge for this country, for the people of this country to, to create normalcy, to get us back after the darkest time in, in a lot of people's lifetimes. Um, the idea of players and owners squabbling over money that could potentially submarine this is asinine. I mean, it's it's... I can't think of a worse look for Major League Baseball if it does play out that logistically, safety-wise, they can figure out a way to make this work and it comes down to an issue between money and, and owners wanting money back and this and that. I mean, that's especially, no offense to the owners themselves, but if billionaires are asking for money back in that situation, restitution, whatever, we're going to lose money. I mean, that's not going to play well. It's just not. I mean... Almost 30 million people have lost jobs in this country, you know, during this this whole this whole crisis. So that is going to be a a horrendous look. So I hope that that is something that is figured out behind closed doors without ever becoming a public issue. Because again, man, what a what a bad look that would be. What a bad look that would be for Major League Baseball. So let's hope that doesn't end up being an issue. Uh, the article goes on. Yet. There is now optimism among executives that they could settle their differences in negotiations on a sliding scale depending on the loss of revenue from gate receipts, parking, and concessions. Teams also would have to revise their revenue-sharing plan. So again, like, let's not get bogged down there. Let's not let that become a thing because that's about the worst thing that can happen for baseball is if it ends up being some sort of argument over money. I mean, it just feels icky. Doesn't it? It feels icky, dirty, disgusting. Let's hope that it doesn't go down that path. The article goes on. The most encouraging signs the officials said is that testing is becoming more available. More states are reopening and more politicians such as Governor Andrew, uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying teams could play in their own ballparks this summer. MLB teams likely will still return to their own spring training facilities in Arizona and Florida when they resume workouts. Players are expected to be given a week to return to spring training sites and have eight to 21 days before the start of the season. Veteran agent, article goes on, veteran agent Scott Boris proposed that players report to spring training in May, beginning with the pitchers and the catchers. Players would be isolated from the population for three to four weeks, grouping them according to whether they ever tested positive with no symptoms, were hospitalized, or have recovered with antibodies or tested negative. Boris said, we have strong young athletes and we can ready them. They want to create a return to normalcy, and certainly our national pastime is a sign of that, and I agree with him there. That is the one of the main parts of this is that baseball coming back, while for us baseball nerds is, is just, you know, 
what we live on and what we love and what makes us happy on a day basis, I think on a, on a macro scale for America, bringing baseball back would be something that would signal a return to normalcy, would signal um, that, that we're getting back to what we do. And, and uh, again, you don't want to do it too quick. You know, that, that's one of the big hurdles that still has to be, be jumped over here, as it were. But I do think that it is important that if it can be done in a smart way and in a safe way and all that, that that is something that's going to be massive for this country and for the people of America. The article finishes up. MLB officials are hoping it won't be necessary to quarantine players and normalcy will prevail once the regular season commences. But the schedule and playoff format promises to be dramatically different. This is going to be a season, one of the executives said, like we've never seen. But that's fine. It's at least a season. And uh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Don't care. I don't care. I don't care if it's American and National League. I don't care if it's 100 games instead of 162. I don't care if we look back on this season and we don't truly feel like the World Series champ was the World Series champ. I just don't. All we need is baseball back. We need it. Uh, you know, from a from a cultural standpoint, it would be such a massive thing. And again, it is it is a slippery slope. It is all dependent upon being able to do it in a safe and healthy way that can produce positive results. But I do think that it is a big deal. You know, it would be a big deal to get baseball back, to have sports back, to create a sense of normalcy in this country again would be a really big deal. And I do think that any sort of season is good with me. Again, I will take whatever I can get at this point. We have had discussions about the potential for there to be no baseball season at all. I am good, man. I will take whatever they give me and I will appreciate it. So let's dive into first the feasibility of this and then I'll, I'll get into the division. So the feasibility, to be honest, I'm a little nervous about it. If I, if I have to be blatantly honest, I understood, and as we talked about yesterday, I understand the quarantine idea, the theory behind that, the... And it, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think from a, if we're trying to be as smart and as safe and as healthy with this, then quarantining everyone makes a ton of sense. It just does. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so that's a worry. I mean, the idea that everyone's going to be staying at home, that everyone's going to be playing in their home ballparks, it just it feels risky to me. And again, I know that, look, there are, serious health people who understand this stuff way more than I do or any of us do or whatever who are involved in these decisions. Baseball is not flying blind. You know, they're not just saying, yeah, we're going to do what we want to do. I mean, this is all based on research, on discussion, on smart people who know who know things making these types of decisions. So if ultimately this is the plan they end up going with, I buy it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to back it is my point. But to me... It just feels like a leap. It feels like the quarantine idea makes a lot of sense. Uh, I get it that they can kind of segment everyone away and go play your season. And again, all this is predicated upon having enough tests and all these other things like we've talked about. But um, I don't know. I feel like the idea of everyone just being at home, being in their home cities, playing in their home stadiums, and, and I know the travel's reduced, but you're still traveling. I just... You still got to go to Canada to play in Toronto. You still got to go to Tampa Bay to play in Florida. I mean, this is not like nothing. So from a feasibility standpoint, it, it seems like a, a leap. 
it seems like, all right, we have a lot of players who don't want to go do this quarantine thing. What can we do to, to satisfy that? That's what it feels like to me. The Mike Trouts, the Clayton Kershaws of the world who don't want to do that. All right, well, well this is something we could do that, that would make the players happy and also we could pull off. It seems like a long shot to me. And I'm hopeful. I'm excited about it. It seems like they're excited about it, that there's real optimism. Again, you know, the quotes from the article talking about um, cautiously optimistic is the phrase that was used. And, you know, the, the belief that, that there will be baseball. I mean, that's great. I'm in. You know, I love the concept. It just it feels far-fetched to me that teams are going to be able to play in their home stadiums, live in their hometowns, do what they do, go about their business the way they do, and and not run into some sort of issue along the way, not have some sort of situation where some player tests positive or this or that happens. And maybe that's something they're accounting for. Maybe they're just saying, you know, we're going to have someone test positive. Whatever. We'll just keep rolling. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that, that there is positivity behind this, again, from smarter people than me. But just from what we know and what we've learned about this whole situation, this does seem like a stretch. It seems like an aggressive decision, um, an aggressive way to do it. So we'll see. Uh, I'm hopeful. But, again, I I, I think a, a more close-knit quarantine type of situation is a far safer, smarter option. It just seems like there are a lot of players who don't want to do that. And, and that look, I get that. That's an issue, and I understand the reasons for not wanting to do that. But in terms of feasibility, I worry. I don't know how feasible this is. But again, look, I don't think they'll try it if they don't think it's incredibly feasible. So I'm hopeful. As for the divisions themselves, just specifically as it relates to the Phillies, I mean, it's not ideal. You know, I think uh, I think when you're look the Pirates, the Blue Jays, the Marlins, and the and the Orioles, that's good. I mean, especially being with the Pirates and the Orioles and the Marlins, like that's okay, that's good. But you're talking about let's say, and again, it's be expanded playoffs. Let's say they do it this way, and it's ten teams, and they do, um, let's say there are ten playoff teams, which would be obviously be ex- expanded. Um, well, I guess it wouldn't be. It would be 12 teams would be the right amount of player teams if we're going to play games. So let's say there are 12 teams. So let's say four teams from each division make it. And it wouldn't be like that. It'd be wild guards. But let's say four teams from each of these 30 team things make it. Just to make it simple. I mean, the Yankees are making it, right? Um, you feel like the Rays are better than the Phillies. And the Nationals are better than the Phillies. So all of a sudden, we're fighting for the Red Sox, Mets, Phillies spot. And again, I, I don't... I think it's kind of a lateral move for the Phillies, I guess. You know, it's not like they are, you know, you're you're really in the same type of situation they're in if it were just a normal season in the NL East with the four teams that can compete and two of them are definitively better and one who's might be better might not and the Mets who are there too. So um, I think it's kind of a lateral move. And, and if the Phillies can find ways to beat up on the bad teams like they struggled to do last year, maybe it can work out for them. And again, we don't know how the expanded playoffs would work. I think that's a crucial part of this plan in terms of who it affects the most and how it affects them that that is not a part of this article a part of the discussions yet how are the playoff teams decided on how many playoff teams will there be will it be a one game playoff will there be you know three game five game series all that stuff is still in there there are a lot of question marks still here but um obviously being with the yankees the nats the mets the red sox and the, and the rays 
I mean, that's a tough group of teams, but at the same time, when you look around at the other teams, like, again, I think the Central Division has more quality teams, but again, I don't think there's any teams in that division other than the Braves, um, maybe the Twins, the Indians, you know, who you feel like are way better than the Phillies. Like, they're at least in that in that class with them. The problem is the Yankees, the Nats, the Rays, you're like, oh, those teams are just better. They're better than the Phillies, but... Um, that's why the West is so interesting because the West has the Astros and the Dodgers who are just better, flat out better. But then I don't think there's any other team out West you say is way better. I mean, the A's are better than the Phillies for sure, but I don't think they're way better. So um, I think a lot of this is going to have to come down. I-, I think the draw isn't good. If I had to say, I think I'd rather them be in the West or the Central, <laughs> ultimately, in reality, the way it plays out. But um, it's all going to come down to how many teams make the playoffs, how those teams make the playoffs now that it shakes out. So there's still a lot to be learned, a lot of question marks with this and again like i said the feasibility of it is still a question mark for me but i think the most important thing is that baseball as we know because we keep talking about every day is that baseball is doing everything they can to make this work and i appreciate that and i believe that one way or another with all these different plans with all these different ideas with all these different thoughts that they're going to figure out a way to play baseball this year and and ultimately whether it's this you know three divisions thing or they're playing in their home stadiums or in a in a single location or three locations or whatever. I don't care. I just want baseball. And things like this make me hopeful. It makes me believe that we will have baseball this summer in one form or another. I think it's going to be really interesting again to see how it shakes out as as we keep seeing different things and hearing different things each day. It's going to be fascinating to see how it shakes out. Obviously, we will continue to cover it all here. More coming tomorrow, the rest of the week, some Mount Rushmore's. We'll get back to it. It's just they keep they keep having new plans to restart baseball and, and we gotta talk about that stuff. So we'll continue to do that so um uh fingers crossed and i am hopeful so until next time thank you for listening to another edition of philly state right here on the phillies 24 7 network this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.